the Leadership Lessons Podcast, hosted by Pastor Daniel Williams, a podcast to encourage and equip church leaders. Brought to you by eeleaders.com. Well, happy post-Easter, everyone. It is the Monday after Easter, just 24 hours later that this is going to go live in your ears and available to you. Now, let me give you a little secret. These videos are actually pre-recorded and scheduled out. Uh, it's the only way that I'm able to do this. So at the time of this, this episode plays, it's actually now a day after Easter, and I hope it went great. I cannot wait for the stories to hear from you guys of all the new faces that you got to interact with, the people you got to pray for, the the people that have been a part of your church that have come back and worship with you and you got to sow gospel seeds and saw salvations. But listen, however your attendance was, however your service went, I just want to remind you a simple important fact today, the day after Easter. God loves you. God loves you. I know that's simple, but I know you need to be reminded of this. We should be rejoicing this Monday because the resurrection is true for us. It is good news to us. We are saved by grace through faith and we are children of God. And so no matter what happened yesterday, no matter what the results are, whether they're good or they're bad, God loves us unconditionally and we can please him by having faith and trusting in him and i don't i don't care if it was the best easter you've had or if it was the worst easter of your life you are loved by god and god cares about you he wants you to continue to preach his gospel to continue to know him and to thrive in him and i say this because you know we often church leaders and ministry people they think Easter and they say often sometimes Easter is the Super Bowl Sunday, right? A lot of people are supposed to come up and in our culture that is true. A lot of people do come to Easter and um, Christmas services and we feel really good about it and so we spend all this time planning and, and doing all these things but what happens when the attendance just isn't there? when our expectations are down and I can remember I, I put in a lot of planning one Easter, a lot of work. And really, no one really showed up. It was just like another normal Sunday. And it was a great Sunday. It, God was glorified. The message was preached, and it was awesome. And I should have been excited. But I was depressed because I was putting all my hope in attendance, in numbers, in work. And the Lord just reminded me that He loved me, that He was pleased by my worship. Uh, and so I want to remind you of that. Whether you had a, a depressing nominal normal Sunday God is the God of every day he's in the normal if he was glorified if you were worshiping him that that should be something you can rejoice about but I could also remember putting in the plan and being excited and having a great service and having a lot of people show up people get saved uh, and the Lord reminded me that he loved me and he was really pleased by my worship it wasn't the attendance it wasn't just a one-hit wonder. He wanted me to be faithful. And, uh, you know, I even got depressed because no one came back. And he said, that it's okay. It's, it's, about, it's about Him. And I, I hope you're reminded, as we serve Jesus, it's about Him and His glory. And so, listen, I want to mourn with those that are mourning. I want to acknowledge that sometimes Mondays particularly are very hard. That's why I release these episodes on Mondays. It's usually my Sabbath day, my time to restore myself and rest in Christ and 
Listen to more messages and pray more and really seek Him because Mondays can be discouraging because Sundays are so amazing and they're so high and they're so incredible and amazing, but they could also be the worst. It's sometimes the worst of times and the best of times being in ministry and, and having life. It, you have both extremes all at the same time. And so God loves you. And so I, I don't know if you're mourning right now or I don't know if you're rejoicing. If people, if you saw people get saved yesterday, praise God. If you were able to preach the gospel, Jesus is fully God, fully man, coming down to save sinners like you and me. And, and man died on the cross, three days later rose again. And you were faithful to the message, man. Praise God. Maybe, maybe people had words of encouragement, prophecy, and just, man, it was just a sweet time of fellowship with your, with your church. We should be rejoicing in God's grace and, and be excited about that. But wherever we're at, we're all equal at the cross. We all need this Easter message, this resurrection, this life uh, that Jesus is King and we are not. And so may you rest in Him. May you know that His love is not based off of what happened yesterday and what happens tomorrow. It was already demonstrated and displayed for us. For the Father sent His Son to love us, to manifest His love for us and die on the cross for our sins. And three days later, praise God, He rose again being able to prove to us that He forgives sin and now He dwells inside of us. And so He can comfort you. He can minister to you. He is our God and He is worthy of our praise. So keep worshiping Him. Know that next week, this next Sunday, and this week, we are able to preach Jesus and Him crucified and risen King. He raised from the dead. This is the gospel, this good news. We actually get to embrace and restore our souls and be redeemed by our King every single day as we turn and repent by faith to Him alone. We are saved by grace through faith in Him. So may you keep on trusting in Him. May you keep on worshiping Him. And may you just find the joy that you are saved, that the resurrection power lives in you. All right, so I hope that was encouraging to you. I know that I needed to hear this. I needed to be open and honest that I actually put my hope in attendance and service and holidays rather than Christ, and I need to repent of this. And so, man, I just pray I pray that you will be encouraged to do the same. Trust in God. He is totally, totally worth it. And uh, it's just encouraging to be able to serve Jesus with you. And so keep it up. I hope you're encouraged. And today I want to equip you. I want to give you an encouraging interview. Uh, in today's episode, there's an interview and it's not actually done by me. It's by two guys that I love, that I care about. Guys in our area, Andrew Lundy in Boca Raton at Solace Church and Josiah Graves in Deerfield Beach at the Exchange Church. And I got these guys together because I believe they planted in 2017. And I recorded this interview uh, in late 2018 to for them to recap and their process of planning a church and just to learn um, some lessons of what, how their expectations were and what they learned and these type of things. And I thought this would be a great thing for our community because many people that are listening to this podcast are leaders in our church, uh, Redemption Church. They're leaders in Delray Beach and friends of mine, pastor friends all over South Florida. Uh, and it's really cool because many of us actually know these two guys. We love these guys at the Refresh Conference. We brought both of them up in 2017 and were able to lay hands on them and pray for them. And, and they've just seen God do a great work in and through their lives and their ministry. And so uh, this is just a chance for us to be encouraged by them, to continue to pray for them. Um, and 
I just thought it'd be cool for them to sit down and process uh, with us. These guys are really great guys. I love them both. Just blessed to have them in my life and in our area. And so here's Andrew Lundy and Josiah Graves talking about their first year of planning a church. What's going on, guys? My name is Andrew Lundy here with my good buddy, Josiah Graves. And uh, we're both about a year into our church plants here in South Florida. Josiah, tell us about your church. Yeah, so we planted uh, in January of this year, the Exchange Church. Actually, the Refresh Conference prayed over both of us last year, so it's yeah. fun to kind of be here with you guys and just review this. And yeah. uh, It's been a couple-year process, but it was in January we officially launched. Mm -hmm. So we're 10 months into it. Started the Gospel of Mark, still in the Gospel of Mark, and uh, it's probably been some of the highest of highs in our life and some of the lowest of lows, but yeah. um, God has been that steady constant throughout. It's awesome. How about you? Solus started? Yeah, we planted Solus Church. Uh, kind of started, you know, forming a team last year. We officially had our launch, our opening this year in April. Mm -hmm. And But before that, Josiah, we were both on this this sort of church planning track together, mm -hmm. uh, about seven years or so in youth yeah. ministry together. And then we both ended up doing a sort of residency program. Mm -hmm. And um, it's been a sweet year. Mm -hmm. And Pastor Daniel asked us to take some time to go through some questions and just kind of have a conversation a bit about how this year has been, um, looking at how God has worked in our lives, in our churches, and also some of the challenges we face along the way. Um, there's a few of them. <laughs> so, But why don't we start with uh, just kind of focusing on some of the highlights. So yeah. like you said, you opened this year in January. Yeah. Talk about the, some of the highlights this year of, yeah. of the exchange. Um, you know, with church planning, you really just got to have a mindset of we're not we just want to be faithful today. We want to yeah. like plant seeds. We're not looking for crazy fruit right away. Um, mm -hmm. But I think for us, some of the highlights were when we got to Easter and we saw a couple people come forward, get saved, and one specifically, a person we've been praying for for years. Mm -hmm. um, the very next weekend, he got baptized. Um, and I just say, probably for us, like baptism has probably been the, the pinnacle of it. Yeah. Um, we had this a, a single mom come. She got baptized, brought her baby. We're holding the baby during the baptism. She's getting baptized and comes and. Mm -hmm. Hugs the baby. It's just, I mean, for us, it's those little victories. Um, really discovering family, making family. With family comes the family dynamics of mm -hmm. stress or conflict or pain, but also walking through that together. So yeah. um, it's probably been the most stretching and challenging and necessary thing in our life. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure, like, we've been kind of on, like the, you said, the similar tracks. And I'm sure for you, you know, I want to even say, just for years, man, we've been walking through life together. Mm -hmm. And I see the call of God on your life. Mm -hmm. I've seen the call of God on your life. And it's been cool to see your team come together and you guys officially planted in April, mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. walk us through some of your highlights the last six months plus. Yeah, I mean, definitely similarly. I think, you know, the vision for every church planting dream is that you go into your community and you baptize some people. <laughs> you know, how can they hear without a preacher? That was like our the cry of our heart with planting our church was, man, we want to go to those who aren't coming. We want to see people come into a, a real life-changing, life-giving relationship with Jesus. Mm -hmm. And so we had our first like official kind of beach baptism uh, just last month mm -hmm. and saw seven or eight people get baptized awesome. and, and knowing each of those individual mm -hmm. stories, I mean, I think those are the highlights, yeah. which, is, which is so important, I think, like, because when you're building a church, and you're planning a church, um, you're in that process of like so much development and hard work building something mm -hmm. that, um, you know, it's the baptisms, it's the testimonies that that remind you that it's about people, it's about someone's, you know? Mm -hmm. And so 
Um, so I, th I think the same thing, you know. Another thing that I think has been a big highlight for me is, is a lot of people in our church are those who have kind of for a season be become like church refugees mm -hmm. in a sense, like sort of displaced spiritual persons, mm -hmm. haven't had a church home. And some people that's just because they just haven't plugged in somewhere. Or for others, it was because they had really walked away from the Lord mm -hmm. and given up on the church. Mm -hmm. And so for me, like, I don't know if it's one like this day and this event yeah. that was the highlight, but for, when I look back at this year and I see what God's done, I think a highlight is the way in which people who are wa not walking with God have now come back into a relationship with mm -hmm. God and are serving in our church and are on mission. And mm -hmm. So that's been, a, I think, a really sweet thing. Yeah, I think I think probably the difficult thing when you talk about church planning or meet with other leaders is they want to know the measurable, like what was your measurable goal you hit? And I don't know if it's always super measurable. Right. You know, it could be like, man, this person prayed publicly for the first time. Yeah. And they started reading their Bible. And this person just started talking about giving. God's made them generous after receiving the gospel. They're now actually giving back. Mm. Um, and it's hard sometimes to measure that when it's like, give us numbers, give us date, give us details. Yeah. And sometimes you just want to celebrate the fact that this person's overcoming sin. Yeah. Um, yeah. Or this person who's outside of community is now in community. Yeah. I think those are, those have been like the highlights for us, you mm -hmm. know. Mm -hmm. Um and I think, you know, when we talk about lessons we've learned this last year, mm -hmm. you know, the highs, the lows, the, the good times, the bad times, the unexpected events that we kind of face. What mm -hmm. have been some of those lessons you've learned? And, you know, what are some of the things you've hit that you, you would love to share with others and, and your perspective this last year? Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely knew that, like, going into the, the call to church plant that I was going to learn some things. But I, maybe I didn't realize how much of it would be, like, just a lesson experience yeah. for me. Mm -hmm. um, um, so there's, man, there's countless things that, that as a disciple to Jesus, God has been teaching me as his mm -hmm. learner and, um, whether it's through failure or, you know, or, or success, trial and error, certainly. But, you know, um, I think a lesson I think of, I think a big one just where we're at in this season is just the lesson of learning how to, and aiming to do everything heartily mm -hmm. as unto the Lord. Mm -hmm. And that kind of goes back to what you're saying about like objectives and measurables and metrics. Um, it's it's tough, right? Because there's this this almost like dichotomy of unless the Lord builds the house, those who labor in vain. Mm -hmm. And Jesus said, "I will build my church." Yeah. Yet there's this yeah. call to be like Nehemiah and his men who have a mind to work, and you're laboring and you're serving, and you're pursuing in every way to reach people mm -hmm. and to build a church. And I think. You know, along the way, the lesson I've constantly had to come back to is not just what am I doing or how am I doing it, but why. Mm -hmm. You know, why do I want to articulate the gospel mm -hmm. clearly this weekend? Why, why do I want this event to go off, you know, mm -hmm. um, without a flaw or whatever yeah. it may be? You know, why do I want worship to sound this way? And, mm -hmm. and I think just constantly having to come back to the why of mm -hmm. Man, is this something I'm doing heartily as unto the Lord? Is worship mm -hmm. my motive? Is that mm -hmm. why I'm pursuing excellence? Um, I think that's an ongoing lesson, but certainly a big lesson. What about you? Yeah, um, I'd say probably the biggest lesson for us this last year, you know, um, sometimes when you, there's a lot of church planning circles or books or gatherings and meetings of people and you kind of have an expectation or hopes and I feel like God's had to kind of take a lot of that away right. and kind of like re rewire how I think or how I like approach the church in general. But I, I think the thing we walked away with the most is before I'm a church planter, 
like let's go take the mountain let's go do this let's yeah. go do this next thing i think i forget like i'm a pastor mm. and i feel like i'm doing a lot of more of like paramedic work mm -hmm. where it's like we want to go take the mountain but all of our people are down the hill like bruised and injured and hurting um and sometimes and before, sometimes we, before we can go do something we just need to be and heal and, heal and, and just, you know, preach, you know, preach the gospel to ourselves yeah. Yeah. so i feel like even as we're trying to do a mixture of both you know i don't i want to slow down a little bit more and just go man like how are we how's my soul like you describe like why am i doing this um i'd even say just even for me like getting back to you know just family and getting back to putting my wife's needs first um putting my kids needs first and so and it's hard because you feel like there's a lot of weight and responsibility pulling at you in different angles um but at the end of the day i realized that's jesus's weight to carry that's not mine and i'm gonna give him my burden so I think the main takeaway for us this year is, you know, let's let's pastor people, let's shepherd people, let's love on people, let's serve people. Yeah. Um, and the that you know the the going and the doing will come from a healthy group of people. Right. Um, right. So that's kind of been our focus in our aim this last year. That's cool. That's really I totally can agree with that and uh, attest to that. What about like some surprises? What are some things? I mean. Yeah. Tons of surprises. That's I mean, you're called a church fund. You're called to experience surprises. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what are some surprises that have popped up? I mean, we've had, I mean, we've had you know, a mixture of random, random things. So our first, like, month in the school, we had a, an atheist guy trying to kick us out. That was a surprise. Um, he, drove um, he, he drove by, saw our sign, and contacted the Broward School District. And um, he tried kicking us out. He wanted to see our bill. Are we paying our bills? How much are we paying? Um, he started giving the school a hard time, showing up on property, taking pictures. One day he was at, at our school where we meet for church at Whitewater's Elementary. He was there, he was there and he was taking some pictures around like 3 o'clock when the kids were getting out. Police officer saw him, gave him a, like, him a citation saying, you can never be back here at all. Like, you can't be on campus. So, um, And then the police officer spoke to us and said, hey, just want you to know, like, I'm, a, I'm a Christian, I'm a believer, and um, my God is telling me that you guys are going to be okay. Like, he's not going to bother you again. And so, you know, that was kind of an issue the first couple of months because you're trying to build a good rapport with the staff, with the principal, with, with, the, te you know, with the teachers. Mm. And here's this person haunting you on Facebook or following the, you know, the school around. So mm -hmm. um, that was like an unexpected thing that was kind of minor. But wow. I, I'd say it's minor because bigger things have been more of like whether it's a small conflict or mm. um, passive aggressive comments that someone can make in passing and you're trying to go, hey, can we explore that more and look into the heart of that more. Yeah. Mm -hmm. How do we actually um, do, we conflict, actually do conflict well? How do we love how each other well? well? So I think for us more of an unexpected surprise this year has just been, you know, trying to just work on our team dynamics, have a healthy group of people that are pursuing Jesus together and, and saying it's not about what we do, but it's about who we are in the process. So those have been some of our lessons. And I'm sure you've had some surprises too along the way. Yeah, I mean, that's a pretty good story. I don't know if I can beat that one. but probably can. No, but but yeah, I think definitely like, you know, you don't realize how many expectations you actually have until you're surprised mm -hmm. and, and you experience, you know, the reality of mm -hmm. the journey and, and, you know, as, to kind of take another angle, um, kind of on the, on the more, uh, maybe more on the like optimistic side of surprise. Like I definitely didn't anticipate the, I, th I think I tend to be a little more fatalist sometimes, mm -hmm. you know, like, um, let me kind of expect the worst mm -hmm. or, or like pray for the best, like hope for the best, but sort of like in my mindset, you know, it's like, let me, um, mm. let me kind of lean into mentally just like the fallenness of man mm. and the impossibility of things apart from God. Mm. And so I think that's led me to be surprised mm -hmm. by just, um, this might sound funny, but just like surprised by God's faithfulness, yeah. you know, mm. um, which, um, <laughs> I have no reason to be surprised by God's faithfulness mm -hmm. because of how faithful mm -hmm. he's been. Um, and um, 
I was just even reading this morning like a Spurgeon devotion talking about David in the wilderness questioning if he was going to make it and Spurgeon was just saying you know with David there was not one entry in David's diary where David could point to and say oh here's a reason why God's going to forsake me you know and he called it you know uncaused mistrust that's what it is when we don't trust in the faithfulness of God so I think like I just this was God's call on both of our lives like you know we walk through this together just kind of affirming the same thing you said to me it was like it was clear that that this was something that God was doing that we were having to be in step with and follow him and with that there was this knowledge of if he's calling us to it he's going to do it it's his call it's his church it's his people yeah um, but to see how evident mm-hmm. he's made that mm-hmm. and how many just countless ways that kind of goes mm-hmm. back to highlights but um, I just think that's it's just if anything it's I've been surprised by his faithfulness and maybe surprised by my lack of faith in his faithfulness yeah. you know um, so I think that's been huge yeah no I, I actually really agree I, I think um, it's funny to me right before we, we even said publicly like we feel called a church plant mm-hmm. before we made that known before we, there was like this internal struggle this internal battle I feel like our prayer meetings we're having or just private prayer it felt like Jacob wrestling with God and like God blessed me and like it's almost as if we're wrestling with God, but we're going to come out limping, yeah. you know, like yeah. I'm going to bless you, but it's going it's to be painful. And mm-hmm. there's a side of this where, you know, I think when it comes to church plan or taking any step of faith, yeah. any step of faith, there's a side where you go, God, can I trust you? Yeah. And we all ask ourselves that question. And I feel like for me, there's some fears and just a human side of me that was like, keep me from, you know, stepping out. And there is something about once you step off, like once you take that, that leap, like if you're going to mm-hmm. go cliff jumping into the ocean, once you take that leap, you kind of go, okay, I'm in it. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to just trust the Lord at this point. Mm-hmm. And like, it was just so hard to make that first initial leap for yeah. us. And um, that has been like the best, I think we think we've ever could have done. Right. It's just taking that like first, like, here we go. Right. Cause once you say it, once it's out there and once it's known and you're, you're what you're pursuing, it was, it was terrifying. Yeah. But God has been way more faithful than we have. So and like, and yeah. I so agree. Like when we met as a church, we shared that, like God is faithful, even yeah. more faithful. Yeah. Cause he cannot deny who he is. Um, right. And so that's been like the, that has surprised me the most too, is God has exceeded our expectations. And that is the most humbling thing. And it's not because of anything we've done. It's just because he's faithful. Yeah. But we gotta take that initial step of faith. Right. Without faith, it's impossible to please Him. And so that's what we've been learning as well. It's this reckless abandonment of I'm going for it. You can't get faith in seminary. You know, faith yeah. is like the gift of God, right? Mm-hmm. God has dealt to each one a measure of faith, and um, there is that at the end of the day that that like um, non-negotiable mm-hmm. in the call of mm-hmm. like at the end of the day, it's it's gonna have to be walked in. Mm-hmm. It's gotta gonna have to be walked out. Like every call of God is is not meant to just be received. It's meant mm-hmm. to be walked out. Otherwise, it's a missed call. And you know, I, I just I can't underestimate too, and just agreeing with like just the value of that. Like it's just you gotta eventually you gotta step on the Jordan. Yeah. Eventually, you gotta go. You got mm-hmm. and um, you take what God spoke to you, and people think you're crazy, mm-hmm. and it doesn't make sense, and it doesn't line up, mm-hmm. and you don't have all the answers. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, but you get to see God, as we're saying. Mm. It's so much better, right, mm. Like than having all the solutions. Mm. Like G.K. Chesterton says, like, I prefer the riddles of God over the solutions of man. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. And it's like, man, seeing how God's been able to show up. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you can't learn that. Mm. That's good. Yeah. So, so, so yeah, so, so Joe, Joe, I mean, is there a final, like, encouraging word that you give to a future church planner or a church planner along the way? Yeah, I mean, you're probably already doing this, and it's probably, like, an internal battle you're having, but... Um, I think of 1 Corinthians 4, where Paul says, I don't judge myself or let another man judge me. Each one's praise will come from God. And so that, that 
section of scripture has really challenged me just to go to the Lord and say, God, here's my motives. And a lot of them aren't good. And a lot of them need refining. And I want it to be about the gospel. And I can tell people gospel-centered, Christ-centered answers. And But Lord, you know my real heart. And so my, my encouragement to you guys is just um, have that internal wrestle before the Lord. You know, tell him the, the areas of your life where maybe your motives are off. Uh, confess that. Be open. Be honest. Let him purify that. Um, I think that process, that internal struggle is a good thing. Don't, don't just skip, skip over that and say, I'm going. going. I would say really like wrestle with the Lord and let him push and challenge and purify your heart in the process and purify your motives in the process. So good. How about you? You know, I mean, I don't mean to give a Sunday school answer, but I would just tell you to make it your primary aim to pray and to create time for that, to schedule time for that. Um, I think the scary thing is, is you can plan a church without praying. Mm -hmm. I mean, in the sense that you can get a crowd, you can build this thing. If you have enough funding, you can make this thing happen. Um, but it kind of goes back to what we were talking about in the beginning of unless the Lord builds the house, those who labor, labor in vain. And, um, you could do this with kind of like a mediocre prayer life, but don't. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that's something that we've had to come back to is, God, we can't do this. We can't do this in a way that impacts your kingdom the way we want and gives you all the glory, Jesus. Mm -hmm. So we're really only as dependent on God as we're praying. And you know, the flip side of that is when we pray, it's amazing to see mm -hmm. how God hears our prayers and mm -hmm. he answers them. Mm -hmm. So see prayer as actually the greatest gift that you could give to your church. Mm -hmm. Not your preaching, not your creativity, not your leadership, but your prayers. Um, and if you understand prayer as the, as the greatest work of church planning, um, I think you're in to see, again, what we talked about, the faithfulness of God around every corner. It's good. Well, I know for me, planning a church has been one of the hardest things and the best things of my life. Uh, like I said before, oftentimes when people ask me how I'm doing, I say great and horrible all at once. Uh, life is full of so crazy, uh, like a roller coaster, two tracks. There's the high and the low all at once, and life is just going everywhere. And yet, the Lord has been so good through the process of me and my wife planning this church, of serving Him. I know the Lord has been faithful and good to you as you've stepped out in faith and trusted Him in whatever ministry or area you're over. And uh, it's just so encouraging to see these guys process this, to see their maturity. And I know for me, I've matured greatly as I've been able to step out in faith, trust God, and really depend on the Lord. And as I have, I've fallen more in love with Jesus because I'm just more desperate for Him and His Spirit to move in my life and for Him to do that work uh, not only through me but in me. And so on this next One Piece of Advice video, I have a church planner actually from Colombia, keeping the theme of church planners in this episode, Alex Fuentes, and he shares about being available to the Holy Spirit as a willing vessel. And this message just isn't for church planners, right? It's for all of us as church leaders, as Christians. I, I think we all need to have this mindset that we need to be a willing vessel for the Holy Spirit, God Himself, to use. For Proverbs 69 says, Man plans his ways, but the Lord directs his step. And so we need to trust Him, be surrendering our lives and dying to ourselves daily uh, and picking up our cross, the things that He is calling us to do. And so here is Alex's one piece of advice. You're listening to One Piece of Advice, brought to you by eeleaders.com, a ministry to encourage and equip church leaders. So 
So I'm Alex Fuentes. I'm uh, currently uh, planting a church in Tunja, Colombia. Sounds like tuna. Easy to remember there. Uh, and we've been over there for a year and God has done an amazing, amazing work uh, as we have just been available. And that's what I want to talk to you about a little bit. Um, sometimes as leaders, sometimes as church planters, uh, we feel like we need to do a lot. That We've got to um, arm ourselves with all kinds of information and, and if I could just have this and I could just have that and if I could just do this and, and, and ultimately what the Lord wants is just a willing vessel. And when we place ourselves in His hand and we just allow Him to shine through us, rather than looking to have all this stuff so that we can shine and, and, and have some sort of a, um, a statement or something to give all the time, but we just allow His Holy Spirit to work through us, that's what really matters. That's where it's all at. And that's where we've seen the most fruit. You know, when we've just placed ourselves in His hand and allowed, our, allowed Him uh, to do what only He can do through us. You know, what we need to do is just place ourselves in His hand, you know, and, and what does that look like? It looks like you know, we allow His Holy Spirit to just tell us where to be, how to be, uh, rather than sometimes just simply us trying to fill our schedule, trying to fill our space, trying to fill our time, you know, and, and what do I want to do next, you know, and, 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 and yeah, that's cool. Planning is awesome. We need to plan. We need to have a goal, right? We don't have a goal. We don't know where we're going. We, there's no roadmap. But allow the Lord to just fill you and and to work through you and, and, and to have those spaces for whatever he wants us to do rather than whatever we want to do you know and so um, as encouragement you know why because I feel that sometimes we are discouraged when we just don't have that um, information that material and what are we going to do next and it was like oh, you know when we draw those blanks but um, if we just say, okay, Lord, where today, how today, and we are in the moment that He has us um, ministering in that moment, then, then, then only, then it's just Him, you know. Um, and and also one of the benefits that we have from that is, is and you know, we were talking about this earlier, you know, the congregation sees that this is a work of the Lord. It's not a work of Alex. It's not a work of of Daniel. It's not a work of anyone else. This is a work of the Lord, you know. Um, wherever it is that the Lord has us, that we can just be that vessel for the Lord. And one day we're handing off to somebody else, then that's great. And the Lord has us somewhere else, but it's not us. We were just that willing vessel at the time because after all, we're nothing but broken vessels. But we just carry His message and that's it. So, yeah. Well, this has been a fun episode to sort of highlight some church planning friends, uh, people from Columbia, people from locally in our area. And church planning is all about planting the gospel. It's planting seeds, right? That's why we call it church planting. You're just continually preaching this message of the gospel. Uh, we just celebrated Easter, and this is the power of God to save this gospel, this beautiful God who loves and restores and redeems and renews and just does all these amazing things for us because He is great, not we are great and any of our imperfections in our weaknesses he is strong and he displays his love for us and so i love being able to be around church planners are some of the heroes of the faith and i love their passion to continue to share the gospel and that's what we need we need we need to continue to share the gospel and as we sort of focus these first 
a handful of episodes about teamwork and stuff like that. We're going to continue to the second half of the season talking about the importance of sharing the gospel, of reaching people for the gospel, of continually making disciples. And so on the next episode, I'm going to have my friend uh, Kevin Saxon from Family Church. He's going to share about the priority of sharing the gospel and how as church leaders, we should be continually preaching the gospel, not only to ourselves, but to other people as well. And so now what an important reminder today, the day after Easter, that we get to continue to preach the gospel. Praise God for that. And so may you believe in the gospel today, that you are a child of God, loved not based off of your performance, but based off of God's grace. May you enjoy God's grace today. May you just rejoice in your salvation because God loves you. So do we. We're praying for you. And I hope you have a great week. God bless you. Thank you so much for listening to this Leadership Lessons podcast. You can watch all the episodes and get all the show notes at eeleaders.com. If this podcast was a blessing to you, I would love for you to share it with your friends on social media. You can find us on social media at eeleaders. You can also help us spread the word by simply writing a review on iTunes or Google Play. My hope for you with this podcast is that it would encourage you and equip you to continue to serve Jesus. Because remember, there's nothing better than doing what God has called you to do.